Do you hear that? That's the sound of an ice-cold loco coffee. I always have one before I record wrestling or whatever because it's that damn good. Start feeling good about your daily coffee consumption. Loco Coffee delivers benefits that go above and beyond the average cold brew coffee and is geared towards fueling your active lifestyle with all-natural, no BS ingredients, and zero added sugar. The added coconut water and maple water provides electrolytes and antioxidants for an enhanced, clean coffee experience. This is the perfect pre- and post-workout drink. Don't forget to use our promo code WRESTLINGWE for 10% off of your next order off of any Loco Coffee you purchase on LocoCoffee.com. Wow, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. The new theme for wrestling and whatever uh, from our friend at uh, Truth the Void, Waylon Pelchar, a very talented guitarist. You guys want to hit him up. Uh, they have a brand new up-and-coming band uh, coming around. And uh, welcome to the show, Wrestling and Whatever. I'm Jay Glow, followed by Mikey Dangerously and The Ben Wayne. What's going on, guys? <laughs> Hey, hey, uh, I tell you what, guys, <laughs> I am having a who's done it of a time because uh, the question that's on everybody's mind and nobody's mind at the same time is who's winning this war? And the war I'm talking about is that war on Wednesday night where I don't think it's as big of a deal as it was before, just from seeing it on my own. Um, I could be wrong. I bet you there's probably even more diehard fans than myself or Jay Glow or the Ben Wayne that would say, my God, I'm, you know, watching the ratings every week and I got to see that, you know, so-and-so has got to come out on top. But man, what I wanted to discuss, and we can get into this uh, a little bit later, or we can get into it now, is NXT's show that they put on, which was the Great American Bash, and then um, Fighter Fest that was... Uh, over on the AEW, and uh, man, both of them really, really, really hell of a hell of a freaking show for both of them. But uh, the other thing I'd I'd like to talk about because I know this is wrestling and whatever um, is boy, we had some huge news uh, in the entertainment world, aka the video game world. Um, it was, to my understanding, two games that I've been looking forward to, which is. Uh, uh, Watch Dogs Legion and um, Far Cry 6, both freaking um, really, really, really good uh, with with Ubisoft. I'm like extremely uh, satisfied and smiling, if you will, with Ubisoft's uh, whatever it was. Man, they they just pulled it all all off off the the chain with both sh- with both games, and I'm just looking forward to it. I know. Jay Glow, you're you're a big fan of um, Ubisoft's um, uh, not Ghost Recon. Is it Ghost Recon? Uh, what is it? Rainbow Rainbow Six Siege. Ram- Rainbow Six Siege. That's right. Um, and then I'm into like I got into Watch Dogs late. Watch Dogs one was good. Watch Dogs two 
phenomenal. And Watch Dogs 3 is pretty much um, very, very, very uh, up my uh, up my alley because in that third game, this new one that's coming out, you could play as pretty much anybody on the street. And I'm just looking forward to grabbing a little old lady and playing as her. I think that's going to be hilarious. My whole my whole little legion uh, squadron of hackers is going to be little old ladies and spies. And then I just think that's going to be funny. And uh, as for we have uh, Far Cry 6, man, boy, oh boy, you couldn't have picked a better guy uh, to head up the, the lead villain there of uh, Far Cry 6, man. They, they I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Far Cry uh, series or anything like that, but it's, um, uh, it, it's, it's, it's story driven you know you want to get to hate the villain but at the same time far cry does this thing where they kind of make you understand the villain's ways and uh it's pretty 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 cool i i really uh am looking forward to far cry 6 because it's got uh no (laughs) um uh, big papa g himself from breaking bad and uh uh, better call saul Uh, i'm gonna freaking Butcher his first name. It's uh, Giancarlo Espinito. Uh, Pick Papa G. Gus G unit. That's that's all you kind of need to know from that. He looks like a hell of a freaking villain. And to be on, you know, to be the the head of this uh, of this game is going to be pretty cool to see. You know, to get his comeuppance and just to see what they do and stuff and the way he talks and everything like that. It's just going to be pretty cool. And I know there is another game coming out. We can get into WWE now too. There is another game coming out for wrestling too they they canceled the 2k game for this year which would have been wwe 2k 20 which would have probably been a train wreck for um i think it was uh wwe not battlefront right or brawl do you remember the name it might be brawl i, I think it is i think it is wwe brawl or something like that it, it just doesn't look uh it just doesn't look uh you know Good. I don't know. That's just me. I, I see that it's, it's being very animated. It's kind of reminding me back of the old. Uh, what were the arcade? The arcade style game. What was it? WWE. Uh, was it WrestleMania? Mm-hmm. It does look kind of like that stuff. It's like yeah. a, like it's more geared towards kids. I think mm-hmm. they're going to take yeah. a break off because they're going to like pick up with a, a 2K or something new next year. They said. Hopefully, yeah. I don't know. They got to fix all the crap that was wrong with the last 2K. I don't know if you were playing it at all, Ben. Uh, Johnny, I don't think you did. I didn't. No, and Johnny, did you or no? I haven't played the new one, but uh, I was but going last... to buy it when it was like nineteen dollars on the. Uh... That's pretty much what it's worth. Yeah, <laughs> <Not> <laughs> it was worth like yeah. I was looking though. I think it's called WWE Battlegrounds. Okay, um, it was Battlegrounds, and okay. uh, it looks like a mixture of WWE Legends of WrestleMania and Slam City together. Okay. Um, in my comparison, I've looked over the specs of it all, and I, I'm not going to buy it. No, but if it's like twenty bucks, maybe. But yeah, uh, that, I'm that's gonna wait. Pretty much, it'll probably re- really, really look good on the Switch when it yeah know, when it comes out for that. That seems like it, it'd be geared for that platform more than you know an Xbox trying to push all the frames per second or the PlayStation with its beautiful graphics as well, or even freaking a computer. But uh, I mean, that's it for the whatever series. We could get right into it. Is there anything else that we want to talk about in this whatever portion, or do we want to get right into the pay per views? Um, 
we get in pay-per-views. I was thinking maybe we should each tell like what our favorite game was, like wrestling game. Do you guys oh, have I a like favorite? That. Like talk about that and that'll bring <laughs> us right into yeah. like Johnny, I'm gonna like if Johnny was, goes first or Johnny's? Or yeah, Johnny, what was yours? Because I think if it was the one that I'm thinking of, we had a hell of a time in freaking uh, it wasn't Kishbaugh's class, whoever's class it was, when we were playing it off of somebody's freaking PlayStation that was like a portable before they were portable. Um I'm trying to remember because there's 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 two different answers I have to this. One which is near and dear to my heart mm-hmm. when I used to play this, you know, by myself back in the day. I want to say it would have to be SmackDown uh, Know Your Role, the second one that came out. That was a good one, yeah. Because the reason why that one means a lot to me is because I remember asking for it for Christmas. And <laughs> our my family was going through some tough times at that time. And I didn't think I was going to get it, but it was wishful thinking. And next thing I know, when I'm walking to my stocking, I see a little square thing hanging out of it. And I remember just being so happy and just playing the fuck out of that game awesome. and just loving it. But, yeah, I mean – there's that one, but when it comes to a game that I played with Mikey so many times, I think that was what SmackDown. You know, know your what was that? That no, wasn't know. Your I role. think it was. I think it was. Was it 2006? SmackDown versus. Oh, this is for the PSP. Yeah, SmackDown. Versus... No, no, no. That wasn't PSP, was it? I think I mean, it was. The one that had Bischoff and McMahon in it, Stephanie McMahon. Uh, and and they were fighters. And every time we had that freaking ladder match, we put Stephanie McMahon in it. And she won it every freaking time. That was this was back here when comes you the could pain. have males. Yeah, that was back when you could have males and females wrestling yep. at the same time, which was pretty cool. That would be it. Uh, uh, freaking Stephanie McMahon. Every freaking time we'd have a triple threat match, it'd be me and Johnny. We'd be whoever. We'd be fucking Brock Lesnar and the Undertaker. I was just gonna say go those two people. <laughs> we just go against Stephanie McMahon, and somehow she just get up. But they they did that <laughs> shit. They would juice that shit in because back in the day there was this game called Raw. I think it was for uh, Super Nintendo. Xbox? Oh, Super, Super Nintendo, Nintendo okay, right? Okay. And Luna Vachon would fuck your shit up. <laughs> She would get you in the sharpshooter and she would submit Bret Hart like it was nobody's business every uh-huh. fucking day. Like, I did, I think they did that shit on purpose with the women. They did it with China in one of the games as well. Where yeah. anytime you put China in a battle royal, she would throw you out of it. That'd she would win it. Yeah. It would end up like, even if you did like a quick skip, I know, yeah, like, yeah. I think it was No Your Role that would do like the matches quick or play like the music real quick. And if you had somebody going against somebody and it was like a woman going against somebody, they'd win it. Like, China would win it against like Road Dog or something, which I guess that's believable, but. Still, I mean, it's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> what about you, Mike? But, oh, God. Um, well, Ben, did you answer or no? I didn't answer. I'll, okay. I'll, like, there's a lot of really good games, but if I'm yeah. going to pick one that like I just played the fuck out of, it was uh, WWE No Mercy for N64. I was just going to say that. That was going to be mine, too. <laughs> but I can't just say that one because the predecessor was uh, WWE WrestleMania 2000, yeah, which just changed good. the landscape, and you could make your own wrestlers. And what I figured out is you could go get memory cards, and every slot on a memory card would be a wrestler. And I had stacks of memory cards. We had Holy created shit. so many wrestlers, me and my friend. We had all the territory titles. Like, we made a really, really big situation out of it. And I we just played the hell out of that fucking game. And we That's played so that. Cool. And then we played No Mercy, and there was one I think after that that did sixty four, or maybe they—that's when they jumped to PlayStation and went Raw versus SmackDown. Because whatever Raw versus SmackDown, when they had Breaking Benjamin for the fucking intro, where it was Firefly, do you remember that? 
Yeah. Like, you guys playing that? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We would sit and, like, develop what we were going to play, and that song would just play for an hour, two hours. That fire, but fucking good times, though. I miss playing wrestling games. Oh, yeah, they're definitely fun. And they're definitely, like, I don't know. There's definitely an audience that likes to watch the product, and then they also want a really good game out of it. You know what it is, de- wrestling, is if you have good people to play with. Like, you yeah, know, you guys too. had yeah. each other to play with. Like, back then I had a friend to play with. It, that was so cool if you had someone to play with. That wasn't a computer. Yeah, definitely. And he always had, like, funny, like, things that he could be doing. Like, okay, I'll go for this title, or you go for this title. or Like, you could start, like, like you said, like, building a territory pretty much in your mind of, like, how you want it to go. and how. You... I remember um, back when it was know your role and i think even i don't know when they stopped that but there was that cooperative um season mode that you could play like you could play as your wrestler and then two player could play as their wrestler and you would have like it would be a seasoned year but like things could be happening to your buddy and and then like you know different stuff could happen to you and they they did they got rid of that which i wish they would bring that back because i think they kind of have that with the uh if you just play, it's not it's not a story mode on the new uh, 2Ks. It's kind of like I don't know what it's called. I think it's called like season mode or something too. But it's not like the same way. It doesn't go into a cutscene like the old games used to. You kind of have to put yourself into it and then you play it out. Like it wasn't like random. But uh, yeah, it is what it is now. But yeah, that would have been my choice too. Would have been No Mercy, and then it would have been uh, uh, you said No Your Role, Johnny. No. Sh- uh, uh, here comes the pain. Yeah. So yeah, it would have been those two. But now they all just freaking suck. That is. <laughs> On that sad note, um, um, I guess we can get into the pay per views now. Which pay per view do you got? You guys want to do uh, the AEW one, and then I could talk a little bit about the uh, uh, NXT one. Yeah, we could talk about whatever you'd like. I, I, to be honest, I just watched. I just got done finishing uh, Great American Bash uh, both nights, and uh, I now. So, not to cut you off, but I'm going to. You saw both of them, Ben. Did you see both? I did not shows? get a chance to see both. I only watched and, uh, uh, AEW, and I only watched NXT. So, Johnny, you're going to be our, uh, you're you're going to be our kind of like moderator experiment here. Yeah, pretty much because you saw both shows. Mm-hmm. So go ahead into what you're going to talk about. Maybe you say like what show was better or how you enjoyed one off the other. Did they steal anything from each other? I guess they both did two nights, which was that, unprecedented. That's but. exactly what they stole off both of each other. To be honest, uh, it looks like the whole premise of two shows, uh, a big extravaganza for that's not enough for one night. It seems mm-hmm. like that's what they both stole off each other, but they both went to two different directions, in my opinion. Um, if we're going to compare apples and oranges, uh, yeah. But uh, if we're going to if we're going to compare apples and oranges, some of the matches were fucking apple oranges, and some of the matches were orange apples, uh, in my okay. opinion. So I think my best is since you watched NXT and Ben watched Fighter Fest uh, AEW. Uh, maybe I'll be the one that's in the back, you know, give them my two cents for both shows as well, since, you know, you guys really went in depth. Okay. Um, Go for it. Okay, can I just, I just wanted to pick up a couple of things. You know, like, the only thing I had a problem with with them doing the double nights was um, this was scheduled, like, NX, I mean, AEW was going to do this for a while. 
The only reason okay. NXT pulled the bash out of their back pocket is to go up against Fighter Fest. And that's why WWE is always going to be the heel in any situation. Because they do stuff like that. There's no, There was no need. Why didn't they just put on a, their weekly show and do the bash next week so everyone could enjoy everything? You know what I mean? Instead of having to flip back and forth for four shows where they were just doing it to hurt AEW or compete with AEW, whereas AEW was doing fighter fest nonetheless, no matter what was going on. You know, that's the only like like thing that that I didn't like about the, of them having the double two night on both networks. Why, like Ben? Do you think do you think uh, AEW is kind of like WWE back then, and now WWE is kind of like WCW back then, where they're kind of um, like monitoring it's a, AEW? It, in sense? I think it's a hundred percent like that. I think they're the okay. WWE's the juggernaut now as wcw was back then however wcw was poorly managed back then and wwe isn't poorly managed by any means the thing is they're looked at as the heel in this situation and that's very dangerous because aew is always going to be the underdog and the underdog people love underdog stories this would be a cult following exactly it's going to be ecw all over again with way better management way more money and way better booking very dangerous you know what i mean they're very dangerous the thing is, though, like, you know, it's I'm very surprised how the ratings are bouncing back and forth. And now NXT has them, though. This is something we didn't see in the last war. Like, like WCW dominated and WWE took over. And then that was the end of the story. You know, they cut them. That was we had no more war after that. This they're going back and forth. Like AEW had the upper hand. Now NXT has the upper hand. But why does NXT have the upper hand all of a sudden? I'm not really seeing it. Like, I'm not seeing why. We're going to see a big, like, indicator this Wednesday. Was it a good decision to put that belt on Keith Lee? The Undisputed Era had been holding up NXT for, what, two years now? And uh-huh. everyone was behind them. And now that could have pulled the whole wool, out, I mean, the rug out from under NXT's feet. Let's see if Keith Lee, like, pulls the ratings this Wednesday. Yeah, I, I, see, I don't know. I, I, uh, I think... I think it's like they have this – they probably – like I don't know if AEW does this, but I think that um, it, it seems like WWE always has that storyline A, storyline B, storyline C, meaning like here's path one, and if it doesn't work, we're going to go to path two. And if path two doesn't work, we have option three. It's kind of like WWE is kind of set up like how a soap opera would be in that – uh, they have multiple stories and they kind of branch off. And if something doesn't go right the one way, well, they have something else to fall back on. Was this something, was Keith Lee winning? And I don't want to be like this either. Oh, uh, I want to. But was, go, ahead. go ahead. I was going to say, was Keith Lee winning because uh, out of necessity to um, maybe bring favor to a particular audience? Well, because if you. Because if you look at who has all the belts now, too, in WWE, and I'm not trying to be that guy. I don't want to go that way. But it just seems like they're trying to favor a particular set group of an audience. Well, Mike and I usually go down the same path, and it's it's edgy. This is exactly why Keith Lee has the belt. Like, this is why WWE gets flack. If Keith Lee had the belt before the BLM movement, right, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't care. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't care. I love it. However, why does Keith Lee have the belt? It's only because of the BLM movement, which is in poor taste, which makes them not understand what BLM movement is about. They don't get it. WWE never gets it. No, it's too late. It's too late. That like saying, okay, 
that's like that's it's too late. Like the damage is done, and now you're saying, oh, now we'll showcase them. Why now will we showcase them? Because there's an uprising about this type of uh, information all over the world. But before any of this was going to happen, I hate to cut you off, Ben, but I'm doing no, it anyway. Fine. It seems like you know, it seems like Heath Lee would have been doing fine on his own without that now being in somebody's head. You're say, absolutely oh, right. Because of and, that, because he was a fucking monster. And how long, okay, I watched that guy. Mike, He's amazing. One thing, we'll go, like just let me go back. One thing, how awesome was he Keith Lee at Survivor Series? Did you watch Survivor Series? Yeah. How yeah, awesome yeah, yeah, yeah. was he? And he was dominant. And what did they do? I think I forget who put him out real quick. And they also did the same thing to uh what's the UK dude? Walter. They did the same thing yeah. to Walter. They squashed two guys who could have been the future. Okay, if they didn't squash them two guys and make them look kind of stupid then, right? It would have yeah. been it wouldn't have been such a big deal. However, let's move to Rumble. I don't know what Walter did, but Keith Lee had a great showing at the Rumble, right? Mm-hmm. He had a wonderful showing. So that's what I like. I liked it. That was before BLM. Great. Then he gets the North American title from Strong. That's before. That's great. But I think now it's too much. It's overkill. He doesn't need everything. He didn't need the North American American title would have been enough. Long run for him. I think Cole was just like, I loved his whole title run. There wasn't anything wrong with it. They shouldn't have touched it. They should have done something. No one's done. Let him run for years like a Hogan or something. It would have been cool. Yeah, it would have been NXT's. Exactly. Yeah, makes sense. But I mean, you know, not to you know, beat a dead horse there. So we had uh, the main event of NXT being that. Now, whether that was trying to crowd please, you know, a select group of individuals or not, how how was, uh, I mean, I guess we'll just go into the, we could go into the main events so we can go back and then we can come back and talk to them. How was uh, AEW's main event? Fan- how, how, how was that? Just thing? fantastic. Just fantastic from top to bottom. It was Orange Cassidy versus Jericho, a match we've never seen a performer of yesteryear ago, a new type of character that everyone seems to like, or maybe like cult people like, or just, it's just different. Orange Cassidy is a different character. And at first I hated Orange Cassidy. Like I hated the Joey Ryan character. I just hated him. I did not like them. I don't like uh, comedy in my wrestling at all. I like wrestling, you know, that's my deal. But the Orange Cassidy, the Cavalier, nonchalant i don't care you're not gonna make me wrestle but then eventually you piss him off so much he does wrestle and he's good he's really good and when jericho says you're good and it's one of his best matches and he wasn't just blowing smoke it was a great match they went 18 strong minutes you know it was such a good match jericho did go over obviously there was a lot of like here and there and interference but i think the build-up storyline was great Jericho, like, you know, he played the cocky heel wonderfully, and I think they had a great match with hardly Mm -hmm. any flaws to it. And there was no, like, political booking behind it. So if we're going to compare the main events, I didn't see NXT, uh, the Keith Lee and Cole match. I hope it was amazing. Adam Cole's name. It was. was It It was really good. I would imagine it was fantastic. It really was. Keith Lee is, like, I'm a Keith Lee fan, 100%. I love him. But I haven't got to see him really run in NXT. I've only got to see him run in Evolve. And he was fantastic there. So. This is going to be his run. I think this is going to be him. They're trying to do something unprecedented. I mean, the next thing they could do is maybe throw a, a tag belt on him, too. I don't know. I mean, he's this big, powerful guy. Regardless of what's happening uh, in the social climate, I really think he's going to have a good run. I think it's going to be good for the, the brand NXT. And I think I think you're going to have wrestling. I think it's going to be 
spelt W-R-E-S-T-L-I-N-G, and I think it's going to be NXT that's going to kind of move this somehow. I don't know how, but not not, not selling AEW short either. I'm sure they're doing excellent with everything they're doing. Do like you, you said, um, no politics with, and booking with Keith Lee was Mia Yim involved? Like, was she is she like his valet? Is she like with him, or is it no, just like a pairing no. sometimes? Nope, nope. It's it. Well, that was just one thing. Okay, because they have a lot of promo photos and stuff. So I thought it was a pairing thing going on. No, it was Mia Mia Yim was uh, with. uh, I'm trying to think uh, who uh, Johnny Gargano defeated. It was uh, Isaiah Scott. So they're doing like Johnny Gargano and um, his his girl Candice LeRae versus Mia Yim and and Isaiah Scott. Yeah. So, uh, so what, that's, that's how what was the tag team title match on, uh, like, on NXT? On like, we, we, you know, what we really should do. We should break it down a little bit because there was a night one and two. Um, what was your? Yeah, did, should we do do night one? Yeah, let's just do night one and go through that. And if Johnny I'll has any through, feedback, yeah, like throw it through. On okay, either match. Yeah. So night one for NXT for me was the number one contenders match was NXT Women's Championship Fatal Four Way match, which had Tegan Knox defeat Mia Yim, Candice LeRae, and Dakota Kai. Uh, Timothy Thatcher defeated uh, Oni L- uh, Larkin. I didn't see that one, but I, I it must have because I watch it on. Um, Hulu, so I don't know if they were cutting some of these out or if they were dark matches or whatever. I don't know how they would have dark matches, though, either. Uh, Two-on-one handicap match, which I found entertainment entertaining, rather, which is probably why they put uh, E in uh, WWE. Uh, Rhea Ripley defeated um, Elia and Robert Stone, and I guess Robert Stone is this guy who's trying to get this brand about him, and he's trying to bring this group together, but he's... I don't know. Anytime, like I said, they could have did this a different way, and I'm not trying to go off on a tangent here. This could have been the guy, the male manager that I'm talking about that could have been in that other show that we're talking about. WWE made that M, uh, TV 14 type show, you know, on their network. Um, so I, I see I see it interesting. It, it seems cool. And then there was that freaking strap match, which was probably, to me, extremely boring, uh, which was Dexter Loomis defeating Roderick Strong. And then, uh, oh, and then the the main event was Io Shirai defeating Sasha Banks for the belt. How was that? Uh, how was that match? The Io Shirai and Banks. Good, good, good. Uh, Banks, you know, did pulled out all the stops, and Bailey was there, but uh, but then at the end, Oscar showed up for Io, which you know, because all the Asians, I guess, stick together or whatever. I don't know. Mike. I didn't know they were all together. Hmm. All the Asians stick together. Mike. I'm gonna say it. I'll say it. That was me, Mikey Dangerously. Yeah, I don't know why they did that. I don't know because I think like... what's going on is Carrie's leaving, and I think uh, they're gonna bridge oh, that gap because okay. Carrie's not resigning. She's gonna leave when she's up, sure. and I think uh, I think EO is gonna go with Oscar as the new Kabuki Warriors. I believe. Okay, I think. Right, that's just I what I believe is gonna happen. I mean. Oh, well, that's, that would be interesting. The Kabuki Warriors are like a brand, them. so they're probably not going to yeah. abandon them. No, no. And then, so that was the end of night one for me. So, how was night one for you um, for over there on AEW? Did you like night one? Like, what did you, what was your best, uh, what was the oh, best my, match I night told one? You, my, uh, unfortunately, the way I think of it, and that's just because I have this stupid warp sense of entertainment because I wanted Vince McMahon to win our freaking bracket. It was that Rhea Ripley defeating Alia uh, and Robert Stone. I just thought that was an interesting match because you had your dynamic of a two-on-one handicap and 
Rhea Ripley came back and she tore the house down. Like that was a match for her to come back to get her. She's a star. Her Baron. She's back. such a exactly. star. And they're just they're just building her up. This was her one match, but this was a match that was probably even entertaining for them. I think I think they had fun, you know, and it it just looked fun. Um, but other than that, if I was supposed to speak like a mark, uh, it was probably the Io Shirai and Sasha Banks match because that was a title match and that was their main event. Match. <laughs> I mean, I, and that was supposed to be. The I see long term NXT just from some of those like matches and you going over it. I think Ripley yeah. will take the title from Shirai. Actually, would be good, and yeah, then and Shirai is going to move up. To uh, yeah. probably Raw to be the Kabuki Warrior, so that's probably what's going to play out in the next several months. And I also hear that uh, I know this is a little side tangent, but I hear Tessa Blanchard's rumored for Revolution. She's going to show up at Revolution too, the women's pay per view. I heard that too. I heard that? that. I heard that. So heard that Tessa and Rhea Ripley so. at the top in NXT would be amazing. Yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah. That would be something different. They'd have to teach her how to do a choke slam. Better, that is true. So Johnny, do you want, do you have anything that you want to touch base with NXT? The first night was there something entertaining? Was there something that I guess compared to AEW in a sense, or so took away from them? There's two different routes. Um, I watched. I actually this is, I went backwards and I watched night two and then I watched night one. Uh, mm-hmm. Night one is something about a good old fashioned wrestling match that I really like, which was Timothy Thatcher and Oni Lorcan. Mm-hmm. I was able to watch that. I'm, I didn't see that. I one. love Oni Lorcan. I love yeah. his like like grit and his just like when he's you could just see when he hits you, you're gonna feel it. it yeah. Getting a chop from him is like getting a chop from Big Show. At least the sound mm-hmm. of it. Um, yeah. I really enjoyed that as a wrestling match, but when it comes down to and it's so funny because. We're so we're so the same, me and you, Mike. But we're also so totally uh, opposite with some things. That strap uh-huh. match, I loved it. I love Dexter oh, Loomis' wow. character. Okay. Uh, yeah. I've been actually hoping that there could be someone that comes through. He has like that Hitman like, not Brett the Hitman, but like the video game Hitman type <laughs> of okay, like yeah, yeah. mentality, where he's a psychopath and he's just on a war path, looking to. They could do a lot of stuff with this guy's character. They really can. Will they though? We'll see. I doubt yeah, it. Definitely. But he's got like him against Roddy. If they could have went a lot darker with it, which they did a little bit with his family, um, but they could go a lot more deeper and a lot more in depth with a character like that. They absolutely can. Uh, I I thoroughly enjoyed that match. But there's one guy which I want to say I'm not going to go too far into it. But there is one guy that I absolutely. I'm not going to mark out for him, but I enjoy his character and I could see them. He, I could see he's a, he's a wrestler. When I look at him, he is a guy that I think when they put everything behind him and let him evolve. And this is another guy I like to see on our little WWE quote unquote attitude TV 14 show. Uh, it would be, um, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm trying to think of his name. I just had it in my mind's like, I think I am having Alzheimer's here, but uh, he's the, the arrow. Oh my God. I can't believe I forgot his name. Um, he's like Roman Reigns, but cooler. <laughs> Do you <laughs> well, know who I'm talking about? No, I don't dude. Oh, I'm sorry. I would try to pick up. I'm, on get, I'm so pissed off right now because I really like this guy's character. I just, I'm thinking of Dexter Loomis here and I can't remember his name, but he's like the archer, uh, the archer of infamy, uh, 
Fuck. Oh, I know you're talking. Oh, oh, Damien Priest. Yes, yes, Damien oh, I'm Priest. I'm sorry. I knew. I didn't know who you were talking about. I was. Uh, yeah, yeah. Damien I've Priest. been following him since he came there, and I really, and I can't believe I forgot his name. But I'm thinking Judas Priest, um, and that's what yeah. I wanted to say. But no, Damien Priest. Like, I'm shocked he wasn't on any of these shows because I thoroughly enjoy his character, and even his matches with Keith Lee and Di- uh, Dominic Dijakovic. Like, even a guy like him, they're not on it. But I, I mean, I get it. You're trying to push all the millions of talent that you have but i really enjoyed that strap match i could see where it was boring but when i look at it when i look at matches anymore i look for wrestling matches and i look for the entertainment out of it all and i do have to agree the two-on-one handicap match was entertaining i was really hoping yeah. they'd let robert stone punch rhea ripley or something yeah that's all i wanted I just right? want, we like, want that's that. what i'm saying that's 14 <laughs> just go there just give a hit like, like let her take it or let her be like well, that's what i wanted know, like, to see and it didn't happen yeah. like not then even he got his ass not kicked. even a schoolboy or something just no like he wouldn't even touch her wouldn't even like he wouldn't she wouldn't even sell for the schoolboy she didn't like he tried to give her the schoolboy and she just was like eh. But which you know it makes sense too though because I, I think Robert Stone is uh, going to be the uh, flamboyant Paul Heyman. Yes, so Paul, Heyman Paul Heyman light, no. very light. <laughs> yeah, Paul Heyman. It's like Corona light. Right. You know? I was like, <laughs> yeah, he's more of like a, a Paul. A hint of a Paul is Heyman premiere. <laughs> uh, yeah, there you go. That's but okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think they could have done a lot of stuff there, and I think it would have made honestly Rhea Ripley look even. Tougher, freaking strong. Yep. If, but I mean, yeah, you're having to beat a guy. Yeah, we get it. You're pushing women, you know, being stronger than men that push that narrative until the fucking wheels fall off, which we get it. That's what's in the mainstream media right now. But anyway, you could make her look a lot, lot tougher had you have like him and her just go punch for punch. Like, how cool that would have been. And just it would have been neat. It would have been something. It would have been something. Uh... Uh, unprecedented. It would be like, oh my god, they're actually doing it. Oh wow, look right. at this. Are you, you know, putting up the fight? You could see her say, "I don't care if you're a man and you, you punch me. I'll still kick your ass or something like that." Like, yeah, that would have mm-hmm. been fantastic. But they didn't go that route. Yep. But that was entertaining. But like something about the storyline, the background of the Dexter Loomis Roddy Strong. That's what I look for in wrestling now. I look for a storyline that's actually going to go the distance and not something that's going to be okay. Well, one week we're going to talk about this, and the next week we're going to talk about it, and then next thing you know. Takeover pay-per-view comes. That's the one thing I liked about NXT is that it's four pay-per-views, four pay-per-views, yeah. like where you could now build they're... it all up. Mm-hmm. But I like how I like how Roderick Strong is becoming the guy where they target his family. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, great. It's like, what did I do? What did she do? Because <laughs> that was with uh, freaking uh, uh, Velveteen Dream too. It kind of had the feel of Stone Cold and Brian Pillman back in the early nineties. Oh the late wow! 90s okay. When they had, if I if I was if my head was in it, maybe I would I would have been like, yeah, yeah. But I don't know why. But yeah, but no, that that's that's my take on it. Um, so so now let's go back into AEW first night. What did we have there, Ben? Okay, I just wanted to touch back with uh, uh, Johnny on Dexter Loomis. You know, they're what they're doing. They're doing uh, the Dexter character. Did you ever watch the television show Dexter about the serial killer? Yeah. That's what they're doing. He even has the fucking uh, waffle knit shirts on that he used to wear. Like, they're doing it. The complete Dexter kind of character, that cold-blooded, no emotion. That's why they did the family thing, I think. I never heard of Dexter Loomis until the last takeover, and he uh, took someone in the the car. He he came and got someone. Wasn't that during uh, Adam Cole's match with the Velveteen Dream? Yeah. Yeah, that was the first time I actually ever heard of him before that. Um, Wasn't he NXT UK? 
No, Dexter Loomis was a part of the uh, the bracket of the. Uh, I guess who's it going to be? Who's going to be in the next NXT superstar or some bullshit that they had going on? It's kind of oh, like okay. it's kind of like the uh, what do what do you call it? The, uh, the not brawl for all. Holy fuck, I can't remember the name of it. But when you're like, do you want to be a WWE superstar? Tough enough. It was oh, like okay. a, it was like a, a tournament tough enough type of thing, in my opinion. And they do that a, all the time. Yeah. Yeah, it was a shocker when he showed up. I didn't know who he was, and everyone was pretty excited that they all oh, Dexter Loomis. I didn't know who he was, but uh, I mean, at that last takeover, but you know, people seem to like him, and he's already booked like the sub main event on a pretty big card, so he must be doing something right. I like so the bitch, character. Yeah, I'd be interested to check him out. I just, you know, I have to check more of his stuff out. Okay, so in night one on uh, AEW Fighter Fest, we had the Jurassic Express, which is Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. And they defeated MJF with Wardlow. And it was 11 minutes and 15 seconds. The match was nothing special. It was just, you know, it, it was, a, you know, to get the crowd hyped up. There was no crowd. That's right. To get the people hyped up, I guess that's usually what it is. Just, you know, icebreaker. It was a decent tag match. It was nothing special. Hakira Shahida, Shakita Shida versus Penelope Ford. Again, it was, you know, basic match. 11 minutes it went. Uh, Shida went over. There's really, in AEW, if they have a weak point, it's their women's division. In my opinion, they really don't even have one. Everyone's injured, and they maybe have, like, Sheeta and maybe three women. They kind of cycle, and that's all we really get. So, you know, it's one of the, they're really lacking in their women's division. The next, we had Cody against uh, Jake Hager for the TNT title. It went 15 minutes. It was a stinker. It was a snooze fest. I didn't like it. Um, now, fucking two times, this Catalina Hager has smacked Cody or gotten involved. And there's been no brandy. I don't know why there's been no brandy. I was thinking, you know, it had something to do with the political climate and, you know, a woman of color being placed in an uh, aggressive situ- like situation. That's what I thought because she smacked Cody at their press conference. There was no brandy. Brandy got held back, actually. And then I think she got involved in the match, but Cody still ended up winning and there was no brandy. So I found that odd. Then we had a uh, private party uh, against the inner circle, Santana, Santana and Ortiz. I love this match. I love Santana and Ortiz. They are a rugged, badass tag team. Agreed. I just think they're tough as nails. They have a fucking awesome look. every time, And they do shit I've never seen. Like, have you seen them do this springboard senton into the corner where fucking... I think it. I think it's or Santana does the springboard. It's amazing. It like fucking rocks you. It's they're a good tag team. I like them, but they lost to Private Party because everyone's so fucking high on Mark Quinn. Mark Quinn's gonna be amazing. Mark Quinn's gonna be amazing. I don't fucking like Mark Quinn that much, so it doesn't matter to me. But they even put the Hardys with Private the uh, Matt with Private Party now, like he's their mentor. They really got a high upside for whatever fucking reason. But they won getting the title shot in night two. And that was an 11-minute match. It wasn't bad. And then it was Omega and Adam Page, the tag champs against the best friends. And that was 15 minutes, which was a stellar tag match. I'm not big on the best friends. I don't understand Page and Omega being tagged together, but I'm waiting for the breakup. And I thought it was coming there to pass the titles over, but it didn't happen yet. It's going to happen. And I'll like um, talk about it more as we go into the next night. So, Mike, if you want to go back to night, you're going to your night two. You know, that's all uh, I really got. Johnny, Johnny wants to add anything to yeah, one. Johnny, what, what, yeah, what, what did you fight with that, that one? Well, they should have named this uh, match. They should have named this whole night here. They should have called it fucking tag team night because tag team fest. <laughs> most of the uh, matches were all tag teams. Uh, I 
as you know, I'm a huge mark for Kenny Omega. Um, and I, the reason why I like Kenny Omega is because what he did in New Japan by himself. Yes. Yes. So I agree that I think that the quote-unquote elite Kenny Omega and Adam Page, once they break up, it's only going to be best for both of them. Oh, yes. Because Hangman Page is fantastic. Kenny Omega, if he could go back to his New Japan roots, he's going to be – he should he should hold the title as long as Adam Cole did um, in NXT because he's just entertaining and he's and he's fantastic in the ring too. He brings that that element that they need um, in AEW for like their world heavyweight champion. Um, if they don't and they keep the tag titles on him for way too long and then it loses his luster, that's that's bad on AEW's part. But I'm just speaking solely as a fan, but. Um, I thought, in my opinion, that that was the best match of the night. Uh, I 100% agree with you with the women's uh, division there and the world championship match. You knew that Sheeta was going to win that. Um, There was no upside or downside to the match. It was just, okay, when's this match going to get over with? Not negating anything that they're, you know, horrible competitors because they're both great. Penelope Ford's really good. Um, but you knew Sheeta was going to keep it. You know they're going to hype up a Sheeta Nyla Rose match again, a rematch, and it's going to be okay. Um, it's not going to be one of the best because their last match was a snooze fest, in my opinion. But um, right. Sheeta's good. Nyla Rose, she's that that powerhouse that you could have the title on her and just keep it going and just have it built up, kind of like what we mentioned with Bruno San Martino. Uh, have it some because he was the biggest guy back then that you couldn't beat, and they need to have that if you're going to have on a very small women's division because everyone's injured right now. Why not? Why not keep the title on Nyla Rose until someone gets enough upside, uh, enough following behind them to even if they try to fight Nyla Rose once, like don't have Nyla lose. That's really Um, good booking, though. That's uh, you know you build your monster until someone mm -hmm. can take them out. Like, who's going to take him out? Like, same thing goes with uh, Hulk Hogan when he won the title for the first time and held it forever, it seemed like. You got to have the person who's going to win the title be someone that could go the distance. And maybe they don't think that Hikura Shida could go the distance. And they're just putting the title on her for right now until Nyla Rose could get it back. And then Britt Baker will be their face. Who knows? We I won't think it's going to be Britt. Happens. I think you you're think? right about Britt. Yeah, I think Britt's who they want to be the face of the division. I just think, like, there's just... The division's so thin, it's very hard to root for anyone. Exactly. So why not keep the title on Nyla Rose? She has she could go the distance. She could be the face of the women's division, um, and especially you know with her background. And why not put a positive to that as well for you know trans rights? Just have that go and just have it keep going. But it's just who's going to book it? Who's going to book it right? I mean, you won't know until you learn from your mistakes, I guess. But we're just fans speaking from what we think would work. But, uh, but yeah, I, I 100% agreed about the TNT championship match, too. Uh, Cody, you knew – I knew Cody was going to win that. I knew they weren't going to take the title off him just yet. Um, but overall, private party, I don't get the hype. I feel like they're uh, – uh, McCall from NXT slash WWE now. Um, who are the two guys? Uh, the Street Profits. The street that they're the street profits. They're same they're, team, same fucking team, right? Exactly. So I mean, I do agree though. Santana Ortiz are a fantastic tag team. Wow, probably the they best impressed tag, me. Best tag team to be in the inner circle right now uh, when it comes to entertaining wise. But 
yeah, they're really good. They're entertaining. They're funny. And they kick ass in the ring. So that's all you could ask for. One thing I want to add, though, until we can move on to night two of uh, NXT with Mikey, is that the MJF is such a disappointment what they're doing with him. But I get it because maybe they're trying to build him up because they have so much talent there right now. He is such a fucking asshole. And he's doing it right. And they're not booking him as a heel singles guy. They're they're putting him in these tag teams, and they're only putting him in the beginning, which maybe they're building up to something where he comes out with the microphone and talks shit on everyone and says, why am I not in the main event when I'm a main eventer? Like, and then just talk shit about everyone in the back, and you, you can talk about Kenny Omega. You got him in a tag team. You give him a title, and he can't even carry a tune or whatever, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like, they could do something like that with MJF, but I feel like they're just – keeping him with Wardlow right now and having them do their thing. But, I mean, Wardlow could be the next, like, Batista manager, like, when he was with Devon. You know what I mean? Like, he's that big. He's that, like, I don't. I haven't really heard the guy talk. But, like, I don't know. It, that's just my opinion. MJF isn't being used correctly uh, when no. it comes to someone as big of an asshole that he is and he doesn't care. And, like, that's the type of heel that, WWE and AEW need right now. They need someone like him that flares kids and like is just a complete asshole. It's great. And even on Twitter, he's an asshole. Like there's not someone that really goes through that gimmick that well nowadays. So um, maybe they have something in, in store for him. I don't know. But I mean, from Fighter Fest, eh, you have him loose to the Jurassic Express. I mean, I mean, I guess if I was Luke Perry's kid too, I'd probably get over. But, uh, but I yeah. Think, yeah, I think Jungle Boy is really good. I mean, I don't know, but I we've seen that match so many times. I was disappointed that was even on there, to tell you the truth. Right. Those mix of guys, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. you're right on MJF. I have a wrestling friend who loves him, and MJF is total heel all the time. Even in interviews, he's a fucking heel. Why does he have this shitty pink looking robe on? That robe's awful. It's terrible. And then the ring thing is kind of dumb as well. You know, the main event ring. They're putting they all he used that to hit you. Like it's like I just want him to be a cocky heel. Like you know, Jesse. If you guys know Jesse Ventura, go look some old Jesse Ventura. There's your fucking heel. The guy never wrestled. Like you would lock up with him and then he'd get out of the ring. And it was fucking annoying. And that's what MJF should be. So Johnny is completely right. They are definitely not booking him right. He is, he is like, from what I've seen of him, too, MJF is, like, he is the brand. I think that's where they should go off of, too. I just think he's very entertaining, uh, fun to watch. He's an asshole. He's, like you said, he's something that AEW needs, but WWE will not do. Right. They won't do it unless they have that attitude show that we're kind of pitching to them right now. But that's that's the only type of heel that WWE will ever get. They'll only ever put it on, like, that type of program. You'll never see that type of guy. I don't think WWE has the balls to do like a really, really bad guy like that because they're kind of too mainstream media. And like then, you know, before you know it, MSNBC or Fox News will pick it up and be like, oh, look what this wrestler did to this fan. You know what I mean? Because they just get so much coverage. And he's a Trump supporter, too. (laughs) Well, speaking of Trump supporting, let's get on to night two here. We had the street fight. Uh, which was Candice LeRae defeating Mia Yim. Uh, entertaining. Candice LeRae is like that little squirrely heel that you kind of want to just slap upside the head. So she's doing it all right. Mia Yim's that, uh, I don't think you could, well, she's the, uh, I'm not going to say the other word, but she is the, uh, 
the uh, HBIC. They they say that, so I can say that she's the HBIC. So she's pretty good. And I remember watching her actually on. She was on uh, TNA and and like she was good on TNA. So they're doing all right with her right now. I think they should keep her on NXT for as long as they can. They'll have a, a good wrestler there in her. Um, we had Bronson Reed defeat Tony Nice. We had Johnny Gargano defeat Isaiah Scott. That came from night the end of night one. There was a little scruffle, so they said they're having their match. Um, we had El Ligardo defeat Fantasma, which was uh, Santos Escobar, uh, Jaquin Wild, and Raul Men- uh, Mendoza defeating Drake Maverick and Breezango, which was Tyler Breeze and Fandango. Uh, I think that was a kind of a let me up match, if I'm mistaken. I think that was just kind of for people to breathe after the uh, for this main event that was going to happen, which was your NXT Championship versus NXT North American Championship winner takes all match, which we had as we stated earlier. Keith Lee defeating Adam Cole to become the uh, both North American title winner and NXT title winner. That's his first NXT belt, like his, his world belt that he won. And it was good fanfare at the end. They did all the, you know, pageantry that you do your, your send off to see. I just hope like you were saying, the match was great. Then if you get a chance, watch it. it you know, if, if you don't watch anything else, I will watch that NXT, for sure. Just watch the match. Anything Adam Cole. Your, yeah. And uh, and and it was definitely a, a, a you know your your uh, good guy moment winner takes all type feel and all that stuff you know um, Johnny who was that guy at the end that came out uh, for Keith Lee I wasn't too familiar with that Killer Cross and, and he was the guy that was in the in the back waiting for him to come out because he was happy for him Oh no that guy that's his that's his boy Dominic Dijakovic he, they Oh that was Dominic yeah. oh, Okay 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 all right. They're good friends, apparently. Yeah. I didn't know about their relationship, but apparently they're really good friends. Yeah. So that was like the whole thing for that to kind of break reality and say, hey, look at these guys are coming out and look where I am. Then who was the guy at the end? What was it? Killer Cross. And then who – has he been around? Has he been doing stuff? I yeah. Have... Yeah, he's been – Where have I been? He's been like on and off on NXT. Okay. Uh, I believe he fought Tommaso Ciampa when he first came through. Okay. And uh, he – I believe we're and call me if I'm wrong, Ben, where he's from. I want to say he's from Ring of Honor. To tell you the truth, uh, Scarlet Bordeaux was from Impact. So I thought he was from Impact, but I didn't watch Impact. Because that's his girl, right? Scarlet Bordeaux. Yeah. I'm not sure. <laughs> I just know, like, he, I know, I've seen his match with Champa. I was very uh, under, um, imp- I was not impressed with him. I think Scarlett Bordeaux is like she's a babe. She's smoking like the, she. It could be the Sable Mark Marrow deal all over again. You know, yeah, maybe the what thing do you about the Killer Cross, Johnny. You've seen because have you seen more of him? Because I've only seen that yeah. one match. Okay, he's. They have so much talent there right now. They don't need a Killer Cross. They really don't. Hmm. They they need. You don't think Killer Cross should have been the guy that should uh, I said on. Uh, the I guess it would just be the NXT belt, right? Yeah. Just the one. He's yeah, you don't. He's different. That's the thing mm-hmm. about like he's different, but he's like different that we've already seen. But he's not the guy that NXT needs right now. He they need to to continuously keep building the characters they have within their brand. They didn't need to sign him, but they did, and which you know what why? really 
Why? Keep him away from AEW. That was the only reason. I thought, I thought he was going to go to AEW. I said, oh, he's a good fit. They don't need him. And they took him anyway. And then the same thing that happened with Edge. Edge was supposed to go to AEW too, but then yep, you know, he just gave... held him. Yep. I mean, who would, you know, what would have happened? That would have happened. That would have been great. But back to NXT and night two, like, yeah, Killer Cross at the end. And I've seen a couple of his matches. And I mean, I have to agree when I'm saying that they're very underwhelming. Good. But he's he's good. But it's it's one of those things where they don't need him right now. And if they're going to keep him, wait for like a big pay-per-view for him to come out. Or if anything, have someone like Killer Cross go to main roster instantly. Because a, or, I'm sorry, NXT doesn't need Killer Cross right now. But of course, as soon as you see the the like the Y2J-esque type of like countdowns, like they're coming, tick tock, tick tock. It's like all these neck beards online are all, oh, it's it's cross, it's gotta be cross, it's gotta be cross, and then it's just like, and then he comes out, and then everyone's like, oh, big excitement, and then it's gone, it's over with. Like, yeah, he's there now. He's with his. With Scarlett Bordeaux, as you mentioned, showing up and she's smoking hot. But it's another thing, though, with her. Like, I've watched her come down with him. And she's, you could tell that she's, that they have everything staged out. Nothing's organic. And that's one thing where I'm just like, okay, I'm over it. I'm over the entrance. Just, if you're going to do it different, do it right differently. But... Yeah, he's gonna probably go against Keith Lee. That's gonna be the next big thing that they have going on. Ugh, did they kind of do that though already with those two too? Does that remind you of the new ECW? It really does. Or those two? Yeah, I the the vampire yep. people. Yeah, yeah. The, the, they did. You they, know, they already did it. They had. You know what's <laughs> so interesting is they had Alistair Black in NXT. That was the Killer Cross. They moved him up and got another Killer Cross. Like they got another Alistair oh Black. God. It makes no sense. Just leave Alistair Black in NXT because he sucks up in Raw. He's awful. He's not doing anything he on is Raw. so it, the awful. People that are, he that the people that they're putting together for Rey Mysterio. Yeah, that's a, I'm just waiting for why? them all to turn on. <laughs> no, you know what? Because like, it doesn't make sense. Like because Kevin Owens <laughs> doesn't to me. Going off on Raw real quick, tangent. Kevin Owens doesn't make a good face. Never. He still seems like a heel. He, he seems like he's going to turn. And now he's teaming up with Rey Mysterio. And I just feel like you're going to, you know. And then there's and then Samoa Joe on commentary. I'm like, what the hell are they doing? Like, oh, why? Is he injured? We were, no. uh, Joe's permanently on commentary. He's a killer. He's a killer. Uh, he will, like, Samoa Joe. That? I don't know why you would do that. Now he's a freaking teddy bear when he talks. I was watching Raw the other night, and that's a. I'm so we are on the same page. (laughs) Yeah, I did. I do too. That's why I'm saying it. This is not cool. I'm watching Raw. I got like the first forty-five. Go ahead, sorry. I'm watching Raw, and uh, here's I don't know who's talking. Is it Samoa Joe? Is it Byron Saxton? They do sound like the same. And I'm like, (sighs) Samoa Joe doesn't fucking belong on commentary. If anything, put Samoa Joe back on NXT. If yep. you have nothing for him, put someone else. Put that fucking hairy fuck Bronson Reed on commentary so you can scream, and then everyone can have a fucking hard dick about him. Like, oh, Asuka on commentary. She's screaming. Oh, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. It's not. It's annoying. If you want annoying people that you can fucking mark out and have a big hard cock over, put that Bronson Reed fucking piece of shit on fucking commentary and let him scream because he's annoying as fuck. Who is Bronson Reed? That's what I was going to say. Who the fuck's Bronson Reed? <laughs> He's that fucking, that big dude. The, the fucking, with the, uh... He had a match with Tony Nese, I see. Yeah. 
Oh, okay. I'm still in the, I'm still in the woodshed, guys. But okay. Right. Oh my god! No, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry, Bronson Reed. You're a good guy. I forgot. <laughs> he didn't fight. Bro- he didn't fight Tony. It was that other fucking guy with the cowboy hat. Oh, I know you're talking about Roy no, Bronson. I don't somebody. <laughs> you don't like the wrong dude. Yeah, <laughs> I you went full on. I'm sorry. No, he's Captain Thick with two C's. No, I like him. The other <laughs> fucking, the guy with the cowboy hat and the hairy chest. <laughs> Get Grimes. Yeah, Grimes. Grimes. Uh, I, Bronson Grimes. I <laughs> fucking Roy Bronson. Roy Bronson. I think we just broke the fucking podcast, guys. Let's start over. (laughs) No, 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 no. no. We've gone this far. We've gone this far. Um, So you're going off on that tangent back onto NXT Night 2. What was your take on it, Johnny, besides uh, basically that hurrah, hurrah? Was there a match that kind of stuck out to you besides the main event, or was it the main event? Uh, out of those matches, those squash matches that I all saw, I thought Keith Lee and Adam Cole was probably the best one. Um, and I felt like they did that on purpose, too, just to mm-hmm. make it, you know, the big hoorah of the night. I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say this, and I may get flack for this, but I I agree with everything you guys say. I think Keith Lee is fucking fantastic. I think he's the best big man in wrestling today. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say this. If we're going to do the over-under here, um, I really honestly think Keith Lee – now, don't crucify me. I think Keith Lee is going to go into the WWE Hall of Fame. Wow. From here? From, there. From here and his – if they don't fuck him up, which they're going to. But I think Keith Lee is going to uh, – he's going to push against – the the head writers of the main roster with his gimmick, and if they give him a shitty card, a shitty hand, like in three card poker, if they give him a shitty hand, <laughs> he's still going to make the most out of it because he's that good. So okay. I'm a I'm all for I'm all in on Keith Lee. I think how old is how old is Keith Lee? I think he's like our age, and he's like uh, sixteen. Oh, wow. Okay, <laughs> he's got those pre He's thirty five. Yeah. So yeah, he's right, I was gonna say, do you think do you think it would have been interesting though if they if they threw him in the Hall of Fame and like he was still in NXT? You know what I mean? That would have been the first NXT Hall Oh, of he's Fame. going main roster right. by twenty twenty one. Yeah, I think what Johnny means is like he's this is his start of his Hall of Fame run. Like yes. he's least, okay. he's just amazing. Like the stuff this guy can do at his size is uh, I can't yeah. believe it. Did you ever see that he's pounce really cool. he gave Adam Cole and he like pretty much threw him <laughs> into the crowd? Into the like he's crowd. A, and he funny. can he can leapfrog. The guy can do moon salts yeah. like the stuff he can do is unbelievable and like johnny said he they can't book him a certain kind of way not just because of the, his uh gimmick but also because of all the climate right now he's gonna have a legitimate chance to like be a ron simmons who was one of the first black world heavyweight champions yeah you know what i mean he's gonna make a difference in wrestling as Keith Lee. he has so many intangibles about himself that i anything they throw at him even if it's a shitty hand he's going to make the most out of it every single time and we're gonna love it it, it, when it comes to either the whole movement going on right now, regardless of that, he is great on the mic. He's a f- fucking monster of a, of a human being size-wise, and he is athletic. Just everything about him. there You can't, and I'm going to go out on a limb and say this too, WWE can't fuck up Keith Lee and his persona. They can't. It's not going to happen. He's going to go in, and he's going to 
He's going to be WWE champion uh, by mid-2021. He's going to be – he's going to go to main roster. I'm probably going to say probably by Survivor Series he'll be there. He's going to win the Rumble. He's going to win Survivor. Oh, he's going to be okay. picked up on the Survivor Series team. He's going to be the mystery guy. That's going to be his call up to the main roster after he loses the, the uh, NXT championship to uh, not Cameron Grimes. That was his fucking name. Uh, he's going to lose the Damian Priest or Dominic Dijakovic. And Dominic's going to go make his run with it. And he's going to, like you just said, he's going to win the Royal Rumble. And he's going to headline Imagine. WrestleMania in Challenge 2021. McIntyre, I think. That'd yeah. Be good because, Priest. Well, him and McIntyre had, uh, you know, they have history from Evolve. They've had matches. So they're going to have to put our probably main event mania. Him and McIntyre, Keith Lee versus Drew. One thing I, I – just... Oh, I'm sorry. One thing, Mike. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, one thing I want to yeah, say uh, before you guys could talk for the next hour if you want. I just want to throw this out there. Listen, and Mike, and then you watch NXT. Listen to the way they're going to build this up, too, is Drew McIntyre was all in on fucking Adam Cole when his prediction. So they're going to revert oh, back yeah. to that once it's his match and they have his negativity towards Keith Lee. And it's going to be the main event for WrestleMania. Keith Lee and Drew McIntyre, they're going to show that clip there where you doubted me and look what happened and it's going to happen again or something like that. So well, I was going to just touch base on really quick was when you were saying Cameron Grimes and uh, Dominic Dijakovic, those were the two guys that were kind of butting heads with each other because they were both um, uh, number one contenders for the NXT belt and the and the U.S. T- or the uh, North American title belt. Mm-hmm. I think I think Grimes was the North American title belt, and I think Priest was for the the bigger belt. So I think what's going to happen is there's going to be some sort of um, that's why they weren't on this "quote unquote" pay per view was because they were both, um, kind of in in line waiting for either belt. Pretty much next, they were kind of coming up next. But um, I just wanted to throw that out there. Mm-hmm. And then now we can go into um, the second night of the uh, AEW. Right. Ben, go ahead and All take right. it away. So. We started off with a tag match. It was the tag title match. We had a private party against Cole and Paige of the Elite. You remember private party from night one beat the inner circle Santana Ortiz, which was, you know, I don't We still don't understand what's going on there. So Omega and Paige go over private party, 11 minute match, nothing that spectacular. Once again, I'm waiting for the breakup. I'm thinking everyone loves private party. This is where it happens. They blow up the elite, and we finally get, as Johnny said, that new Japan Kenny Omega, the guy who makes matches that are in your dreams. He makes the best matches ever. Like, if you've seen Omega have a match with Okada, like, he went 60 minutes. He went 90 minutes with Okada. The guy can wrestle circles around anybody in this company, and he's stuck in a tag division wrestling Mark Quinn? Why? Who cares? Okay, the match wasn't that good. Omega and Paige go over Lance Archer, Joey Janela. It was nothing special. I'm not big on Archer. I think Janela's super sloppy. Janela and the Sunny Kiss tag team in AEW is interesting, but just from the vignette's perspective. So Archer goes over in an 11-minute affair. Then we get the Butcher the Blade. And for some reason, AEW books the Lucha Brothers return in an eight-man tag. <laughs> and I'm scratching my fucking head. Because I want the Lucha Brothers anywhere but the, but in an eight-man tag. In a, give them a tag match. 
Like, Pentagon's another one. Like, what are they doing in AEW with this tag division? They have a blockbuster tag division. Like, no one can touch it right now. But they have all these thrown-together tag teams that we don't really need. So we got eight of the best, four of the best tag teams in an eight-man tag match. We got the Butcher and the Blade and the Lucha Brothers, which they are going against FTR, Cash, and Wheeler, and Dax Harwood, which are, you know, the Revival. And they're teaming with the Bucks. And this is like the Bucks' first like match besides that stadium stampede affair in like three months together. So the Butcher and the Blade and the Lucha Brothers go over in a 16-minute match, which was awesome. It was a fantastic match, but I didn't give a fuck about it. I didn't care. I wanted the blow-up. I wanted either FTR to take out the Bucks or something to happen, but nothing happened. Everyone scratched each other's ass, and I didn't give a fuck. So then we got Nyla Rose, who defeated Kenzie Page and Killing King. I don't know who Kenzie Page is or Killing King. It was like a squash match just to have Nyla say she's going to eventually have a manager. Like, that was the most lackluster announcement I've ever heard in my life. I'm Here's my announcement that I'm going to eventually tell you about who my manager is. I didn't find it that entertaining. Who do you think it's going to be? I fuck. I don't even know, and I don't care. It's not going to add anything to Nyla Rose. I don't want her to talk. I want her to come out like Johnny said, be a fucking killer. Be you know what would be interesting? Make her the Goldberg. Like just make her shred people. Fucking I think it's going to be Jim Ross. Oh. He already took Taz off commentary. There, you might as well have Jim Ross. Holy really? fuck! Why the fuck would it, <laughs> it be, be Jim Ross? Imagine if he's Jim know, Ross from when he managed Diesel and Razor, the fake. That's right. He'd be healed. So yeah, that's... he just gets pissed off. Oh, I just thought about that. That's fucking great. No that was one horrible. cared about the <laughs> fucking announcement. It was boring and bullshit. I mean, I know I'm kind of shitting on AEW second night, but it mean it was good. But it could have been great, and it wasn't. Do you think they're doing the same thing that they did the second night for NXT, where they kind of just they're saving this main event to be the match? They so are like no. You know what happened to AEW on night two? Fucking uh, Renee got sick, and uh, Moxley couldn't defend against Brian Cage. I think that would have been a uh, knockdown, dragout, fucking destruction fest on live television. Like what I love about Moxley is I understand, well, you know, we all understand, you know, wrestling has predetermined outcomes, but in the middle to fight John Moxley, you got to be willing to put your body through everything because he will do it. And he's done it in every main event match he's had. When he's won the title, when he's taken on Omega, everybody he's taken on, watch his body of work in AEW. It's not pretty body of work because that's who John Moxley used to be. He was a CZW deathmatch wrestler and that's who he is again. So even though, you know, our outcomes are predetermined to take that belt from Moxley, to take your AEW title, you got to be willing to have a fucking great match with him and go through tax and barbed wire and boards and chairs and everything. And that's what, cause that's what he brings to the match. And you know, COVID. back yeah, back, <laughs> and the COVID. Yeah. Back. Yeah. Now, because fucking <laughs> as Taz so eloquently put it, which we got, I got to touch base on because we don't run a messy ship in AEW. Did you hear that comment? Did you like that comment? Did anybody hear that? I did. I loved it. I thought it was awesome, but I also thought it was low key. Like they didn't need to do it. And another thing everyone's shitting all over, and I got to go back to night one. I completely forgot about this. Cody wore a Great American Bash t-shirt, right? And I got into so many fucking heated discussions with people online about that. Them saying, oh, it was a low blow. That's his fucking dad's creation. That's no fucking low blow. 
They ask him permission. He don't ask them permission. I understand that name has been bought and sold a million times. The Bash and fucking Clash of the Champions and all those. Yeah, Vince McMahon owns them. But fucking people buy artwork all the time and they own it in their home, but they didn't create it. They just own that piece. You know what I'm saying? That Mm -hmm. makes sense? Fucking. I think there's some. I I know as much as they hate each other, I, there has to be some sort of understanding and peace. And I know we had this discussion. This went back on one of the podcasts. I think when we first brought you on, Ben, was or maybe I don't know if you were in it or not. It was the conversation where where would Dusty Rhodes go now? I honestly think Dusty Rhodes would have stayed with WWE, worked on NXT, and I think Cody would have been starting this over here. And I think there would have been some mutual understanding between the old men. That's all. I think Vince, you know, would understand what Cody's doing, that it wasn't a low blow or anything. I think, you know, Cody's just trying to represent his father. He's paying you know homage I mean? I to his dad. Yeah, his dad created the Great American yeah. Bash. The Great American. And I think WWE holding it is the best possible lineage that they could have. Well, they have the it, legacy though. of the Great American Bash. Okay, yeah, it's great exactly. that they have the name. That's fantastic. But Cody Rhodes' dad fucking sat in a war room for the NWA coming up with a name for a tour in the summer to make some money so guys could put food on their table. And he came up with the Great American Bash and he did a 30-tour fucking city. And then you got Yeah, but I would rather but I would rather It's his fucking the Great name. American Bash. So Cody has American the right to wear it. In the WWE though. It's still a slap because it's It's still a slap in the order order in the court. Dude, them even using the fucking name pisses me off. Nah. Yeah, it does. It's nah. it's the American dream. Nah. Hey, you add me one more time and we're going to get consequences <laughs> and repercussions. Oh my god. Johnny, get some damn order here. Uh, uh, <laughs> get bite. Johnny, hold my earrings. One second. Yeah, seriously. I'll fucking take, take, take his heels off. <laughs> now I see where you're coming from. I I, it just got me hot. From. Not you. Yeah. What got me hot about no, it? No, we need this. Threw, we need the hot. Because I threw it up, right? Hip. Like in the, in my in the squared circle, I threw it up, and someone says, "Oh, they thought it was in bad taste." Because that's WWE's event. And I had to explain to them, no, it isn't. They own it. Yes, yes, they own yeah. it. But it's not who created it. So Cody was saying, this is my dad's. I'm, this is what my dad, this is when the bash would have been. The July mm-hmm. 1st to the 8th. That's when the bash kind of ran for, um, you know, later year, later years it ran. At the beginning, it ran the whole month into August. It used to be fucking awesome shows. But yeah, the, there were the two, like, other little things that stuck out about night two. Well, night one and night two with the Taz comment about, you know, we we don't run a messy ship. So, yeah, that match didn't happen. The main event ha- didn't happen for Fighter Fest, actually. And then it was Jericho going over Orange Cassidy in 18 minutes, and we touched on it. That was kind of like something Omega would have put on. It was a fantastic match from start to finish. It wasn't long enough. It could have been a little bit longer, but there was enough, like, you know, comedy elements to it. Everything, like, good action. It was solid. Then you skipped the match. Um, I did the Cole Cabana in the Dark Order, right? Before no, I started. No. Oh, okay. Cole Cabana and the Dark Order went over SoCal Incorporated. It wasn't anything, you know, fantastic. They're trying to move Cole Cabana to the Dark Order. I don't really care about that storyline. I mean, my big concern is how they're really misusing SoCal and censored. They're kind of using them as jobbers. I mean, you got fucking Daniels in there who's a star. You got Scorpio Sky is amazing. I can't believe how good he is. Like, I didn't know a lot about him until he's, they started having some singles matches with Jericho and wrestling on Dark. So that's the only thing I could add to that match. And the night overall, I mean, once again, it was a decent card, but it wasn't what they could have put on. I agree. What do you think, Johnny? Anything? Um, see, 
going back to the Cole Cabana whole thing of him in the Dark Order, I look at Cole Cabana as the ultimate journeyman for professional wrestling. He's and also Jessica Franklin's number one guy. Shout out to Jess Franklin. <laughs> Uh, but no, I mean, Cole Cabana, he's like, he, he's, I don't want to say he, I don't want to compare him to like what they're trying to do with him right now and going to the dark order as if Hulk Hogan going to the NWO. Cause that just can't be matched. But like, you can't put someone like Cole Cabana in a faction, like the dark order. It just doesn't make sense unless they really 100% revamp his character, which they're, they're not. He's just like, Hey, I'm still the boom, boom guy from Chi town. Like <laughs> I, uh, what am I doing here? Like it, there's no comedy to it. It's just that I don't know why they're putting him in there, but if they can make something work out of it, good for them. But I don't think it's going. So to what be. you're telling me is they fucked up the dork order. Is that what you're telling yes, me? The dork order is definitely, <laughs> uh, uh, no, they're, they're keeping it right. Shout out to Jim Cornette. No, I don't no, know. But, the, uh, <laughs> but the, the whole thing with like, you have Brody Lee there and they, they squashed him in that match. They buried him against yeah. fucking whatchamacallit in the, uh, what was it? The uh, double or nothing? <laughs> against, Moxley, yeah. against Moxley. Like, why? I didn't understand have, it. Why have him, why have Moxley go over on him when they should have, if anything, made like a DQ or something and then keep it going? Because you bring someone like a big name from WWE mid Carter. Uh, over to AEW, and you're building up this presence of like, who's the leader of the Dark Order? You guys are gonna find out. And it, it, we either thought it was gonna be Brody Lee or somebody else, but you know, I don't know. They they should have kept that. Or if they're gonna not, if they're gonna bring him on, you gotta have him go over. You gotta have him be the big man. But um, that match was so so. I agree with what you said, Ben, about the Lucha Brothers. Like, why would you have them in an eight-man tag team match? It just doesn't make sense. Uh, I love the Butcher and the Blade, though. That Butcher guy, man. Good God. Johnny, <laughs> he is, is the, he like an old fucking, like, you can't even move that guy. He's like a brick, you see? He's a legitimate <laughs> shit house. Like, yes. you can't fucking move it. And his face, they, like, he's got <laughs> the, the ultimate, like, Stan Hansen. Like, if Stan yep. Hansen and Harley like Race would have a love child, like it. that would be the Butcher. And like I like he's just they gotta keep something going on with them, but they have so many tag teams there. Too many, so you many. know. They gotta so, break up Page and Omega. They got mm-hmm. it soon. Maybe have a tournament for the tag titles. I don't know. I think some um, team's gonna get them out of a breakup, like a, the Barry Windham and Luger Blake breakup they did in the NWA, and Barry went to the. Ho- this is all gonna play out in a big thing, and maybe we'll talk about it, like how I think. Yeah. You know they're gonna bring in the horsemen and stuff and blow up the elite. It's gonna the history. History repeats itself, and if they do it the right way, it can really turn out great. But yes, we shall see. Because how good would that be though for those guys? <sighs> those guys are like the original blackjacks, the butcher and the blade. They are awesome. I like them. They're tough, rugged. They are. They're rugged and they're ugly motherfuckers, and that's what's <laughs> great. That's what you need in a tag team like that. Ugly, not and not in a like. Oh, you're ugly. No, no, but no. Like, no. But they're just rugged, rough two dudes that just fucking kill. They're like, they're like FTR, but like uglier and like hard hitting. Mean. They're mean. And they're you know, mean. They're, yeah. yeah. You know what's awesome too? They cut the bunny off of them to make them tougher. Like they don't have the bunny with them anymore either. Exactly. Now. So they're like strong. And he had like, did you see they were dressed all in these like real tough like white outfits with little hats like they were Mr. Clean fucking hitmen? 
It yeah. looked awesome. I thought they were ready to kill people. And yeah. fucking FTR has tried to shatter Machine the bla- the Butcher two times, and they've dropped him two times. Check it out. They cannot get that big fucker up to fucking mm-hmm. shatter Machine him. Every time he goes down, he says, no way, bitch. You're not taking me with you. Yeah, and the Lance Archer against Joey Janela, that was just Ooh. another squash match. Like, who's Lance Ar- Archer? Like, I don't know. No one cares about but Lance Archer. If I had to, like, the Chris Jericho and Orange Cassidy match was, it was okay. Um, it was good. It was, you know, what you expect. The, the whole Orange Cassidy, like, I'm going to act, like, cool. I'm not going to say anything. And Chris Jericho's going to, Chris Jericho, if it wasn't for him, that match wouldn't have been as good as it was because Chris Jericho, not only with the 30 plus years of experience, he just knows how to build other people. And if AEW didn't have Chris Jericho, I don't think they'd be this successful right now. But what I want to add, Orange Cassidy, everyone loves him and his character and his persona and it's different. But I mean, we've already seen him break out in a match already. Where it's like, okay, I'm gonna put my hands in my pockets and I'm gonna go under you and duck and flip and do this. And now, now I'm gonna bring the wrestler out. Boom, 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 and we're gonna have this great match. Yeah, it's good. It's it's great. I'm not a huge Orange Cassidy fan. I think he's okay. Uh, I know if anybody from Ireland, Argentina, or anything like that listens to this podcast and they have a, a huge heart on for Orange Cassidy, I respect it. It's not my cup of tea type of wrestler, but I'll watch it and I'll enjoy watching him wrestle. But it's I'm not going to mark out over him, but if I had to do my comparison for night one and night two for both shows, who did better? If we're going to go into this segment right now, who do I think won the, the war this week? Weeks? Plural? Well, are we going <laughs> one um, week at a time or overall? Uh, I'm going to... I'm my, my... The way I looked at both of the shows, I was more intrigued watching... Night one, probably AEW. Night two, definitely NXT. Wow. Even with the Chris Jericho and Orange Cassidy match. Wow, so you're split. Yeah, I, I'm split there, but if I had to pick a winner by any means, I probably would go NXT for this. Oh, wow. Mm, wow. Wow. I'm surprised. I thought NXT's well, main event blew AEW out of the water, but I think their undercard wasn't that great. That's just my opinion. I think I think what the I think the thinking of it is too is in production or like the producers or the writers or whoever's running that ship right now is saying this is going to be the payoff. So let's just get up to the main event. And I'm talking about NXT. Let's just get to the main event on night two. Night one, I think it was it's entirely like different beast. Like they kind of the women took it over and it was good. Like I thought the matches were good. For that that fatal four way, I I was like intrigued by that, and then the main event, like I said, I'm not trying to be the mark, the mark, but like you know, you had the women's match, and you had Sasha maybe taking the belt because she's trying to be like Bailey, so that's what they're trying to go for. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it was you know, honestly, I didn't know, I didn't think who was gonna win. Like I I wasn't predetermined coming into there going, oh well, he's gonna win it or oh she's gonna win it. You know, like for that for me anyway, I'm kind of like that though always anymore I, I i don't have an idea who's gonna win a match because they could just throw the wool over my eyes johnny did you in that fatal four-way from night one in nxt what did you think of the, the women's one uh it's 20 minutes and i like i know their their women's division is a killer so i'm just interested to know what your I, uh, opinion is i really think they should change the name of it though because if me and you and mikey here we're all big you know video game 
at WWE when it used to be when they used to be good video games. When you had a fatal four way, there was one winner that was like you yeah. one person that was it. They should have called this a battle royale. Um or a battle royale. That's what it was, yeah. Because that's it, sh- it should have been because it was a, I pin right. so and so, she's out, and I get pinned, I'm out, and then it's between those two. Uh, Fatal Four Away. It's always just one winner. At least this that's is just an elimination remember. match. Yeah, they <laughs> should have called it an elimination battle royal match between blah 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 blah. Tegan Knox. Uh, I like Tegan Knox, but she's just. I think if you're gonna get try to get anyone going out of that four, Fatal Four Away battle royal match, it should have been uh, Dakota Kai. Um, only Her because. Name. <laughs> Like, it's been everywhere in the last few months because she turned and shit, right? It really has. Why not? You got to put the title on someone who's uh, uh, a heel and keep it on them. But did you watch that in that match when um, when um, Candice LeRae got pinned? And you had that, you saw, like, her best friend watch, like, even though they weren't, they weren't, like, you know, they're not best friends anymore because she turned on her and they're kind of, you know, at odds she sat there and watched her get pinned and she she had a hesitant like there was a little bit of a story there like where she was like you know i i could have broke that up but i'm just gonna sit here and just watch you get pinned and you're out of here because you know you're you're a bitch you know like you saw a little bit of a story there going you know what i mean because he didn't want and then you saw them running around the ring and stuff like that so it, it was just interesting like if you got into the the psychology of the match, it was like, oh, wow, now they're going to pull that for a promo for a feud, for a future feud, you know, and that Fatal 4-Way match, blah, 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 or whatever that was, like a Battle Royale match, you didn't have my back, or, you know, we should have had each other's backs, or whatever, even though they weren't, you know what I mean? Right. But it just, it could have went that way. It just seemed that they had a little bit more, it was a little bit more in-depth than just a Fatal 4-Way match. Right, and I honestly think you're going to see going forward, there's going to be a lot better storylines and a lot better feuds going on because you got the the two guys pretty much running the show there and Triple H and HBK. They're uh, having fun with and it. And that's too. all that matters. And you know that they care a lot about wrestling and they always will because it's in their blood and their DNA. So, I mean, I, I'm hoping that they continue to do something because, like you said, Mike, that makes sense. Why not make a storyline? You got to make a story, a continuous storyline out of every match you have. So as far as we know, Vince is not touching NXT, right? I hope so. I hope not. Never again. Yeah. No, Vince yeah. is pulling uh, talent from NXT. He does it all the time. He pulls it, but he's not. He's not sitting there. He no, he he's there not. A, he's not Gorilla. Sean and Trips are. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, then, yeah, you'll see a different show from from Raw and SmackDown to NXT. I mean, let Vince have Raw and SmackDown until he goes. But dang, you know why that? Technically, Bruce has it. But, but you know why that's I mean, happening with Sean? Because they're grooming. Apparently, the big rumor now is that Triple H is getting groomed to take over the company, the whole company. Wow. For Vince's true, he's not going to give it to either kid. He's giving it to Trips, and then I guess Sean's going to run NXT. From what I understand, that would be interesting. That'd be fun. I wonder if the kids are going to get pissed. Probably. I don't, I don't think Stephanie. I don't know uh, if Stephanie. Would I do. just think it's interesting that it's leaving a McMahon's hands. It's just so funny though because it's like look at Triple H for how he started off in wrestling. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. You know what's funny? Like <laughs> it's a good story. He just he gets it. He gets the business. You know, he gets no, it. No, he definitely does. He's good. He might not. You know, people might not like everything he does, but man, he really gets it, and he's a fan. And that's what we need at the top. We need a fan. So hopefully that'll save what. 
And whatever we got left. So, uh, Ben, what do you uh, have going on for uh, overall? I know you didn't get to watch NXT, um, but what do you have um, to say about everything that happened? I mean, I was really happy with what I watched in AEW. I think, like, I don't mind tag heavy, and I know it was tag heavy. I'm a fucking tag team. Like, that's where I, what I like to watch is tag wrestling. It's my favorite. So, But it was tag heavy for anyone watching, and it's like, why have so many tag team matches? Why not expand your card a little bit, cut some time out, and give some other guys a potential minutes to like impress people or get showcased? Like, really, to come and bury Pentagon and Phoenix in a, a tag eight man when you could have showcased them as oh look against FTR. But I, as I've seen, and maybe we can talk about in a little while in next up next um you know segment. FTR is going to be taking on the Lucha Brothers at Fight of the Fallen in a couple of weeks. But I mean, overall, I thought it was a good event for two weeks. It was like a dynamite, you know, a little bit better than a dynamite, but it wasn't bad. Right. And I mean, to be honest with you, I think we could really end the uh, the whole fight of the war here with everything and uh, take what, you know, take what we got with this and, you know, just roll with it. Because, I mean, I think we're going to see a lot of good wrestling to come out of this for for months hopefully years to come um and uh, i think you know really that's what we could say so i mean just continuing on here uh ben uh overall out of you know both of the different you know matches that we've seen uh it's been a very uh been a very crazy type of wrestling for you know a crazy time for wrestling between both wwe and this aew brand that i mean when it comes down to it i mean what else can a wrestling fan ask for though i think we're in a really i'm here for the wednesday night wars like i'm sleeping on mondays i'm sleeping on fridays i'm here for wednesday night like it's a hot night to watch wrestling and that's crazy because why would wednesday be a hot night to watch wrestling right it's the weirdest night to be a big wrestling fan but it also it's the hump day of the week which i mean if you are a big fan of wwe wrestling and like the raw and smackdown type then you know that tickles your fancy but i think the true wrestling fans they're really focusing on the wednesday night war right now uh because it's 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 the most entertaining and it's the type of wrestling that doesn't dumb you down with fucking food fights i think the fans that are listening to our podcast are watching wednesday nights like monday and fridays are for the kids like you know let them watch that let them fall asleep early you know wednesday night we'll stay up late and watch some wrestling all right, but on that note, uh, Mr. Mikey, dangerously, with a capital D, uh, what do you got to say about everything overall? Overall, man, I think uh, both both companies are trying their all. They're trying their best. They're doing what they can to make you tune in to see what the heck is going to happen next. Uh, each <laughs> each. Each show is definitely trying to do that. Um, but, you know, honestly, 
there are going to be those divided lines, which, you know, ultimately someone's going to say, I prefer this brand over this brand and it's going to happen. But I think, I think now's probably the best time to be watching wrestling Mr. overall. I think it's just awesome to be a wrestling fan. Mr. Dangerously. You watch yes. NXT primarily, right? Yeah. Okay. Who is your favorite? Your, the, who you think is killing it since you've been watching NXT this year, just 2020. Who do you think has the biggest upside? Who do you think is going oh, places? God. Who do you think it is? If, Who's if, the guy? If it, if it was me, I would say Velveteen Dream. And I know some stuff happened. I don't know if like he got acquitted with all that stuff that was happening. I thought he was going to be the guy. I, I thought they were going to push him the best. And I really like his work. And one you other know, question on top of that. Who do you think is going to the main roster? If you could look at NXT right now, who's moving on? Who's going to bigger places? All right. Ripley isn't isn't just on NXT now, or is she? No, she's NXT. I haven't seen... Oh, then shit. I think Rhea Ripley will be the next chick they're going to take up. It's going to be her and Shayna Baszler. I think that... Because now Shayna Baszler came back, too, on Raw. And I was talking to a uh, girl, Mrs. W, and she said they need Ronda Rousey to get Baszler. <gasps> That'd be awesome. That'd work. You're, you're right, but I, say, I don't know if she wants to come back. I don't know if like that was a whole work or whatever too. So I think I think uh, I think uh, 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 Miss uh, Rhea Ripley will be the next one, and hopefully they run her good. Yeah. And I know like Johnny and I were talking about this. I, I feel like Vince has a specific type for women on the main roster, and these women that are coming up from NXT right now aren't his cup of tea because they don't look pretty. But you need those type of girls to put on a good fight. You know what I mean? Like, t- to make it realistic, you know? I'm here for Baszler. I like her. I mean, she looks rough. She looks rugged. You don't want to get into a fight with her, do you? No, and when she started biting, I thought that was cool. I thought the... You're, the... Yeah, I thought so, too. They could have done it, but like, a better... Like, Becky overacted it way, way oh, I, but, but I wish, awesome. I wish, I wish they would have cut back on the commentary, too, because when Lawler said, I was like a vampire. I was like, oh, They should have... You dude. know what they used to do? Remember when they would go booth silent when bad stuff would happen? Yeah. That's what I that, like. I like that yeah. more when you don't hear anything. Like it's When so they bad. start talking stuff in and you're hearing the piping yeah. coming in, you could hear it. Like, that's what the back is telling them to say. It's like, just lay off the mic. You don't need to say anything. Just lay off the mic, yeah. Let the action so tell I, itself. I'm thinking, I'm thinking um, the person that's I'm before before Adam Cole even and before even uh, because I don't think they would move Adam Cole by himself onto the main roster. I think it would be undisputed error that would go. And before Keith Lee, I think the next person that's going up right quick is going to be Rhea Ripley. She's the next call up. All right, that makes sense. I mean, I like Ripley, and she was kind of up there, like going back and forth with Charlotte a little bit, and then that yep. thing dropped off because. You know, when they were hiding the fact for some reason that she had to go back to Australia and fix her paperwork. I don't know why they were hiding it, but that's why she lost to Charlotte, because she had to yeah. leave the country in so many days, you know. And then everything, you know, they've gotten her back, but it still seems like that uh, ball kind of slowed down a little bit that she was on. She was on a meteoric yeah, but rise. They'll, but they'll, they'll move her back. I think they're going to they're gonna start lighting fires. I think she's going to take out Shirai. That's what I think will happen yeah. next. And then she'll be the NXT champ for the foreseeable future. That seems that seems about right, Johnny. How about you? Do do you have a, a call on who do you think they? The same questions that Ben said about NXT, since you kind of watched that program a little bit. Um, I the, who do I think is going to go up? Yeah. Uh, well, Adam Cole's one hundred percent going up. He's going to be going up probably ASAP, soon as as soon as possible. Do you think without the undisputed era, I if they take the undisputed era up with them, it's going to be sanity all over again. 
Um, oh, right. it, because that's what WWE does, not NXT. Uh, but if they do take them up and use them the right way, which they won't, it, it could work out for them. And you'll see uh, Bobby Fish and um, uh, Kyle O'Reilly like, maybe do well. I think Roddy Strong drops off. Um, but then again, yeah. I can see Roddy Strong, if he goes up with them, just like, you know, be the next uh, uh, Chad Gable type of thing. Um, it, I see him being like rude, Robert Rude. Like, I, that's a shame. I love Roderick Strong, and he's fought so hard to get to a main roster spot on a major promotion. He deserves it. But you're right. He's going to do the Robert Rude thing. He doesn't have the charisma to maintain a main roster spot. But uh, Adam Cole, I could see him uh, potentially. He's probably going to be the next call up uh, if we're going female and male. Female, uh, Shannon Baszler's already main roster, really, already. Um, they're slowly creeping her up there. But if we're talking about a 100% going up to the main roster, I could see them doing that with the Candice LeRae. Uh, having her go up there and Johnny Gargano saying NXT, them doing something stupid like that. I could see them doing that. Uh, once they've used her up for as much as they could, uh, I could see her going up and just continuously keeping up the psycho gimmick uh, of like, you know, the cut scene to where it's all, you know, color and then black and white. They could, I could see them doing something like that. Um, it doesn't make sense that they would do that. But then again, you ne- never know with those guys. But they need someone like her because she has the WWE face. So um, they, I can see they're doing something like that. I mean, it's out of left field here, but I I can see them doing it. I mean, I I feel like the the women fight completely different on NXT than they do on the main roster, Mm -hmm. and I feel like you 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 kind of I wish they could bring that same type of fight that the girls fight on NXT, like how these girls fight on Raw and SmackDown. I wish they would like I don't know like when when one of them hits the other one, it seems like it's more like, oh, wow, that didn't look right. You know what I mean? mean? But good, like, oh, my God, like, that looks like that really hurt. Where in, you know, WWE, when Natalia puts you in a fucking figure four, it, she's, like, telling them how to do it. She, you could see her fucking, and, you know what I mean? Like, you could, you could see, oh, I'm going to punch you now. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, slow. You know, like, yeah, it's slow. Yes, that's, that's yeah, that's what I, I feel on the main roster versus NXT. It, it is. It's happenstance. It's like, what the fuck are they doing? Like, it's, it's crazy, but all cat fight, cat fight, but also to add on to what I was saying before earlier, I think Keith Lee, uh, is going to be ultimately the next call up because they need someone like him right now in there, especially for raw. He'll go to raw that he's going to just, and it's probably going to be around survivor series time where he's going to battle, uh, and win, win everything, and no one's gonna boo yeah. him. As you notice, no. all the fans do that. Anyone from NXT comes up, like Roman Reigns, everyone because he was forced down our throat. I think Keith Lee is gonna be that plus size meal that's gonna be forced down our throat that we're gonna want more of, and we're gonna go to the store and buy more of them, and we're gonna buy more of them until he's out of stock, and then we're gonna want him more because of just how good he is in the ring, on the mic, and everything, and. Not because of the BLM movement that's happening, but this was way before that got into the media. Keith Lee was just, just a dime piece. Damn. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think Keith Lee would be the like anti Roman Reigns in the sense that yeah they'll they'll start shoving him in your face, but everyone's gonna like exactly. him exactly. Okay. I think that's what's gonna happen because I think 
if we're going to compare him to other uh, black wrestlers that were in there, I think he's going to be the biggest. They think he's going to be bigger than Mark Henry and Ron Simmons, in my opinion. Damn. Exactly. <laughs> so I think I'm not, I'm not going to really classify him as a black wrestler. I'm going to classify him as a wrestler, as a performer that's going to be probably one of the biggest things that we've seen for, for, for years to come. And I, and I stand by my statement. I think he's going to get inducted to the Hall of Fame once it's his time because he's going to be around for a very long time. Even if he gets injured, they're going to package him in a way and he's going to come back and he's, he, could, he could pull off a heel, he could pull off a face, but right now he's ultimate baby face. Definitely. But if they needed to put him into a heel, what better way to start like a nation of domination faction? Wow. But then with Keith 2020. Lee, yes, or 2021, 2022, that would work. So... Ben, from from what you've been watching at NXT and who you could probably pull off on the roster, like name wise, who do you think would be the next? Well, get honestly, for, for I have the main roster. I haven't been. Well, I don't watch NXT. I do watch the takeovers, but um, if I was thinking, I still think that uh, you know, Ripley's <clears> going <throat> to knock off Shirai in the coming future. Shirai will probably move up because I sing's going. I don't know what's happened with the era. Like, I don't know if they're moving the whole package up to like a main roster spot or if Cole's just going to debut or what's going to happen. But I guarantee it's going to be on SmackDown because that's where they put everybody that they don't they like to try and get you to watch SmackDown. You know, they move everybody there. So um, like, where do they fit in? Like, let's just say the undisputed era goes to SmackDown. Where do they fit in? Strowman's on top. You know, maybe that's how they take the title off of Strowman, you know, strength and numbers deal. Or do they plug the air in with the uh, the bro and fucking styles this coming Friday because it's for the title and obviously they don't that match is not going to end normally because WWE no, no, matches that are good never end normally no so you think maybe that's where the era comes in and just knocks out Styles or the bro you know I'm just I don't know where they plug them in like where do you move four guys that have been a fucking staple in NXT for two years I love Matt Riddle. <laughs> So I, I like the bro gimmick. I don't know if I like his style, but I mean, it's not that I don't like his style either. I haven't seen enough of it to say I do or don't. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, uh, I've been following him since Evolve. And, and the, another reason why I think I really enjoy watching Matt Riddle and his work is he's different. But also because uh, an old coworker of mine actually used to train MMA with him. And he, was, he said he had so many good stories about him being one of the funniest guys you know, to train I heard with. that he's really a magnetic personality. Mm-hmm. So, besides all the allegations that he's come across, I mean, that's personal that's, stuff. That's but... personal stuff. And have you been reading about that, Johnny? Like, he had an affair on his wife. This girl, like, they were boyfriend and kind of girlfriend behind closed doors. Like, it's more stories coming out, and it's not as uh, scandalous and you know as it came across initially. Right. But oh now... yeah, so going back to oh, I was. You know, this where is going where, but the undisputed era. Where can you plug them into Raw? Do you think Raw can use that? Raw could really use that star power. They really can. Like Raw's really thin. Drew's need like who's Drew's next contender? Fucking oh my god, Dolph. I'm, I'm here to show the world. I'm here to show the world. <laughs> Dude, Wake up. Come on. Come on. Now I'm awake. <laughs> I gotta watch Extreme Rules this Sunday with Dolph Ziggler. I can't believe that. I love Dolph. Oh my why? He's just so good. He's like if Billy Gunn and HBK were having kids. That's <laughs> oh my god! Son. And you know what you messed up? You said Billy Gunn's name. That's where you okay, messed I'm up. Okay, I'm sorry. Kip Sop. 
the gun club, man. Get it right. It's the fucking gun club. Him and his two boys or whatever they are. They're over in NXT and they're in the crowd every week. That's I mean, great. AEW, excuse me. <laughs> okay, so I don't know where they plug Adam Cole in. And I mean, man, him against Drew, because they had a lot of good hookups in, in Evolve would be amazing. So I could see them going there. And that's the SummerSlam match, because it was supposed to be AJ and Drew. But um, AJ almost killed Paul Heyman, and they moved him to Raw SmackDown. <laughs> so that's how that happened. And Gallows and Anderson got fired. I think they were going to kill Paul, Paul Heyman in his office. I think they're going to Jesus. Him. Because they, I've I've never heard AJ Styles like I've never heard like him say stuff about like company stuff. He said he is the biggest liar he's ever worked with Paul Heyman. So I don't know what happened, but that's crazy. <laughs> well, I think AJ Styles is a flat earther, isn't he? That's right. Oh, God. Here we go. Here we go. Here he goes. Fucking number one fan. I'm just saying. I respect it. I was just going to say, if if I'm taking the bullet for Heyman, I'll take the bullet for him. I would be the guy behind Paul Heyman if Tommy Dreamer actually went through that WrestleMania uh, murder. I would have been the head behind Paul Heyman. Like, shoot me instead. Oh, so if Paul is... Heyman has sexual allegations brought oh up against him. Oh my god, I hope not. You're, you're oh, gonna geez. I'll say she probably deserved it. No. Oh. Okay. She Cornette. probably asked it. God. Uh, right, same question to you, but with Bischoff, Johnny. Come on. Uh yeah, you're right. <laughs> See? There's some allegiance there. But all right, on that note, I think we should end it. Yeah. Um and uh I guess uh, for Jay Glow, uh, Mikey Dangerously, and the Ben Wayne, this is Wrestling Whatever. You can catch us at Wrestling WE on the Twitter and look for us on the Facebook. We've got a page. Join it. Um, if you guys are into anything wrestling related, join the group. Uh, put some discussions out. Man, we could always use some hot topics for future podcasts. So if you throw something out there, we'll maybe we'll throw your name in there and say, hey, so-and-so said this, and let's talk about it. You can always do that. Um, oh, um, and we could leave uh, other things for future podcasts. Yes, um, <laughs> and not that M dangerously is a pig fucker. No, but, no, of course not. But let's just say for future episodes, let's just say sunny days are ahead. Yeah, let's say that. All right, and uh, on that note, uh, everybody take it easy, take her easy, and we'll see you on down the line. Mm-hmm.